All right. Yep. There we go. Okay. Hey, everyone. Uh, I'm joined today by Tim Rodman, uh, who is the marketing supervisor for Schroeder Industries. And uh, Tim and I go way, way back. Uh, when did uh, you went to PTI, right? Yeah. And that yeah. was uh, 2010 to 2012. 2010 to 2012. Okay. So it was right around the time that you were graduating that I reviewed your portfolio, right? Right. It yeah. seems forever ago. <laughs> well, yeah, it really does. Well, I must have said something to leave an impression because we're still talking today. So right. I'm, I'm pleased with that. There were, there were a bunch of, I remember that year, actually. There were a lot of students that came to me from PTI to do portfolio reviews. And I shredded a lot of those people. Uh, not to be mean or anything, but just like, I think I was more, up, I wasn't upset with them. I think I was more upset with like some of the things that they were doing in class. I'm just like, how are you getting away with this? Right. And uh, that's not to, to shit talk PTI, but like um, I, I, I have an associate degree in design. So I know what that world was like and, and what, how people were learning and your portfolio, you know, that was the, the cream of the crop. So, you, you know, you were, you were at the top end of the spectrum and, uh, a lot of the people that um, said they valued my opinion, but were probably secretly pissed at me. Uh, yeah, they, they did not have as strong a book. But for what it's worth, I don't know what they're doing today, but I know what you're doing. So I think that that uh, that speaks to your capabilities. And it seems like you're thriving today. Appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. What are you up to? So you're you're a marketing manager for for Shredder Industries. What uh, what does that look like? What do you do day to day? So it's really cool, and it's hard to pinpoint. I'm sure you can uh, relate to that on a day to day. There's not a consistent. I do this, this, and this. Like every day, mm -hmm. I, we make the joke that I feel like my workday doesn't start till 5 p.m. <laughs> what I had planned on going, what I had planned on doing, getting done, just doesn't seem to get done in the day. Because right. I provide support for our sales staff, our product development team, just pretty much everyone in the company. Mm -hmm. Anytime they need something, they just give them that extra edge to making like a sale or helping. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, you're kind of helping out a bunch of different worlds in that respect. And it helps you understand the, the bigger, fuller picture of, of your employer. What is, uh, what is Schroeder Industries? What do they do? So we are a manufacturer primarily of uh, filtration. So like hydraulic filtration, water filtration, fuel, like big, big stuff, like construction mm -hmm. equipment, garbage trucks, you name it. Stuff. Not, not, so, like a, not a Brita water filter, but like right. something that costs you a pretty penny. Yeah. Uh, so are you guys uh, considered a necessary business right we now? Are. We I are because yeah. uh, we supply to the military. Um, I have a whole list of bulleted that kind of saved us mm -hmm. like pulp and paper, agriculture and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. I, I'm, I've been really interested in asking people about like if they consider their, or if they know for fact, if their employer or business is mission critical or is deemed necessary by the state uh, to continue operation. And a lot of, a lot of people are like, well, I'm just a marketer. Like I, I'm not, but no, your company is. So I spoke to Jen Strang a couple of days ago and she was saying like, yeah, I, I run a, basically the trade organization for the printing industries, but we're deemed the, the printer printers are deemed necessary for operation. 
Uh, so it's just kind of interesting to, to see that. So I'm glad you guys are still up and running and, and business is carrying on as usual, despite the circumstances. How has, uh, how has the outbreak affected your workflow and day-to-day life, et cetera? So I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I got this setup that I'm sitting at right now where I have a 24-inch PC monitor with my laptop right next to it. So I'm really enjoying because I have, well, how many screens? I have six screens at my desk at work. I have wow. a laptop hooked up to two and another laptop hooked up to another two. <laughs> but going from that to just two, it's, it's a learning curve. But. Right. Well, I'm surprised. I was going to say, if your graphics card can hold up to six screens at a time, like, that's a hell of a computer you got. Uh. <laughs> yeah, they give us, uh, we have a, a complete in-house engineering firm and I have the same, uh, you know, the same computer that they use for, you know, 3D models and CADs and stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so get into Premiere and do videos and. Right. So you're doing a, a wide variety of marketing based services uh, all in house. Right. So you talked about Premiere. What else are you doing? What, what do you make? So we make, okay, videos is a big one for us. Uh, any kind of signage, because we're partnered with a national chain of distributors. So anytime we need to kind of deck their storefronts out, say, hey, they sell Schroeder, uh, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Brochures, endless brochures, booklets. Um, just trying to rattle it off. So you got print-based media, digital-based media. Um, you do it. How are you guys set up on social media, things like that? Yeah. Yeah, so we have, uh, we, we moved into LinkedIn was re- is, is still really good for us because it's, you know, we're business to business. That's, mm-hmm. that's where I see a lot of activity and growth. Um, YouTube is slowly but steadily growing pretty well too because we offer a lot of things that need kind of that video instruction to understand how it works. Right. Uh, Twitter's kind of slow to the start. Facebook's been stuck for a little while because I don't really think people are coming to Facebook to buy a filter. But- well, and like you said, you're B2B and Facebook is great for B2C organizations. So, uh, yeah, it's not entirely compatible. But you know, then this, what, what shocks me is that the only social platform I've actually gotten like an RFQ was Facebook. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. In the message section said, hey, here's a part number. Can you quote this? I get that. I mean, there's no steady, but I know last year there was at least a dozen times that happened. Right. So you, you actually have to keep that channel active specifically for that reason. Right. Wow. That's a yeah. lot of work to maintain just to get one aspect of, of, you know, incoming communication. Right. Um, wow. Interesting. Yeah. yeah I always yeah. find that a pretty cool statistic there, but yeah, that is, that is neat. Um, okay. So you're, you're making everything, uh, in house and, um, how, how's your department set up? Now, you're the marketing manager. Should I presume that you run that department? Do you have a supervisor? You've got people working under you? What's the framework? Yeah, so I do run the department, and I actually report directly to the president of the company. Okay. So with, you know, I know his day-to-day is super busy, and I actually pride myself in not, I don't know, not weighing him down with the stuff that he trusts my judgment. I make a decision. We're fine. Like, nobody, nobody's hurt. Right. So it's actually a really, really cool dynamic, and seeking his you know opinions and advice when it's needed but also respecting that he you know has every department head reporting to him essentially right right so anything yeah. I can do to lift that burden is awesome yeah i i have the same philosophy like you know i i like my supervisor just fine but like i'm not going to try to bother him with minutia 
and you know insignificant details and you know what's actually funny is that if i don't know how your office is set up but like with mine i can just scoot my chair back a little bit and then sort of look diagonally through the doorway and i can see him sitting in his desk so we'll just have we'll we'll have meetings where we're just screaming at each other from i don't know like 20 feet away <laughs> So we're a little bit further away from that. And it's not really with the president, but our VP that that tends to happen where he'll kind of pop out of his office. You won't even see him, but you hear your name being called. So, okay. I like that. I like that. uh, Just kind of breaking down the walls and stuff and just talking whenever you need an answer. So uh, I love the fact that like when I first met you, like your your career trajectory has gone from that one place and now you're running a department and you've got people working under you and uh, you've had a lot of growth very, very quickly, and I'm, I'm excited for you. Um, and uh, I'm curious, how did, uh, how did you decide you wanted to get into design and marketing? What was that one thing that just snapped into place? I love that. I, was, uh, I definitely, my college self differed so much more from my high school self. High school, I just did what I could to get by because I just wanted to go outside and do something or hang out with right. friends, go to the mall. I could give, you know, I don't want to say anything, but just give no cares to history homework and writing. So I just, you know, quickly, whatever, just to paint the idea there. It dawned on me, it was my senior project that we had to answer a questionnaire after presenting and said, what, what do you want to do? I hadn't given any thought to that. So I remember talking to my mom, it's just so burned in my mind. I used to do up uh, little CD covers, like I'd make kind of a mixtape and I'd design and like paint or word or whatever. A little CD cover. I'm like, if only this was a profession. And my mom right. told me that was graphic design. Wow, and and that's kind of where it started. And right. uh, and you chose. Uh, it, it's not called Pittsburgh Technical Institute anymore, isn't it? Like college, Pittsburgh Technical College. Yeah. Yeah. So you chose. So I I, I want to focus on this, and I think it's coming from a point of pride. So. You went to Pittsburgh Technical College and you got an associate degree in graphic design? Correct. And uh, I love that because in, in my world, maybe not necessarily yours, but in mine, there, it, there's this perception that you can't be uh, a graphic designer with a meaningful career without a bachelor's degree. And I blame a lot of uh, faculty people on creating that misperception uh, because anytime, seriously, Tim, anytime I've engaged in a conversation like that, I actually bring you up. I bring you up and a few other people and be like, I know people that have associate degrees that are thriving and they're doing amazing things. Um, so I have to put those people in their place from time yeah. to time. And um, it, it speaks to the, to the value of the, the degree and the education that you got that, you know, Schroeder hired you and then you leveled up into a management position. Um, I mean, I know graphic designers with bachelor's degrees that have been in their field for 15, 10, 15 years and still aren't managers. So, I mean, it's, it's a wide variety of things. On top of the fact that there are a lot of designers that don't want to be managers. So maybe in your respect, that's kind of where you deviate, where, you know, a leadership sort of angle maybe came a bit more naturally to you. Right. uh, Especially since you were more serious about your profession in college. 
Yeah, that's uh, maybe it was the I don't know the lack of seriousness in high school that gave me the the energy or the birth to like actually want right. to make a difference in school. Mm-hmm. Then again, my money was actually paying for school, so why not take that serious and right. Well, you know, and I was the same way when I went to my associate program, like I was there to kick ass and take names, mm-hmm. you know, I was not messing around and it, I made a lot of friends, a lot of lifelong friendships, but I sure as hell know a lot of people that still do not like me to this day because of that fact. Right. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. You get all types, but, uh, so you went to PTC, you're, you're thriving and you're having a great career. Um, where did uh, when you were in school? What did what did you see yourself doing? Like, what what kind of career did you want for yourself? So that, that's funny because you brought up you know just the the I'm not going to say just the design role, but that just seemed to be the the sought after like oh this person she just does graphic design for the penguins or she just does, mm-hmm. like you just wanted to be that designer. So I remember the whole time in school, it's like yeah I want to be that creative. I want to you know do the execution work. I, I just want to be the design aspect of it. Right. And then, you know, as I left school, I noticed that, you know, I don't know how to put that. Marketing is the bigger picture and the way people think and who to target and all that stuff. And I, I was so fascinated at just the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's actually kind of interesting because, uh, so I'm teaching a marketing class now in a business college at Pitt, right? In the undergraduate business college. But I've always been teaching graphic design at the undergraduate level. Um, and the two are really connected, right? I mean, I, rem- I, was, I was remembering, I, I had remembered um, we did a, in my senior graphic design class, we had to do presentations. And our report was all marketing statistics and uh, tactics and techniques. It was all marketing, marketing, marketing. And then the design aspect to it was to wrap all of that into a nice presentation and show some deliverables. And um, we are, designers are marketers, period. They absolutely are. And, and we're just not always trained that way. That's, that's well said. Because I, and I, maybe you can speak to this too, but I feel like, I had to learn a lot. I, I got my marketing degree in the school of hard knocks. Like, uh, like <laughs> it was all practice based. So it's like, all right, I'm going to start. When you met me, I was uh, right at the end of uh, sort of closing and, and merging my first company off. Right. And um, I, I basically started a company and be like, okay, what do I do now? And it was like, I just had to figure this stuff out. So on the marketing end, can you speak to what you had to learn about practically and, you know, what were some of the things that you maybe had some trouble with or some challenges with? Right. Yeah. So, you know, as a designer, you're, you're taking the initiative, I think, from somebody else's idea. You're, you're doing the legwork. It's like, hey, I have this vision. I'm, I want to reach this person. I want to sell this product. I want to do this. How can we do that? But you might not be getting that background. You're really getting, hey, I need an ad and it's due tomorrow. It's this side. <laughs> right. I want this product. Bam. So, you know, you, you're starting out in the Adobe suite, the programs and stuff, and you're, you're really not familiar with the programs. You're taking your time. Maybe an ad would take you, I don't know, two days. Just uh, that's a, a, you know, an exaggeration, but sure. You'd spend plenty of time and you'd think you'd finally have a piece that, you know, works. And then, you know, whoever was asking for it was like, why do you have this stock footage? Why do you have this text? Why do you have like, 
I guess what I'm saying is the biggest, hardest part and what, you know, I take for granted nowadays is just understanding why you're doing the thing you're doing mm-hmm. and how much time you save when you just know that critical, when you ask the right questions right at the beginning before you dive into it and spend two days on it. Right. Yeah. Um, so let me, let me switch gears a little bit. So you, you, you know, design, you got that locked down. Um, you're, you're doing video based work. Are you doing any web based work, any coding mm-hmm. website design? Not coding. So as, as it stands now, we're actually going through a uh, web redesign. Uh, we're okay. currently, which I never knew until starting Schroeder that you could have a website based through SharePoint. Uh, Microsoft. Oh. SharePoint. So that's where our current website is. Okay. We're, we're moving towards a, a WordPress website. Ah, okay. Well, if you need any help there, you let me know. Appreciate uh, it. Well, I, I, I've got all the, all the tips and tricks and people and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, WordPress is what I primarily build my websites in, have been since, my God, 2007, 2008. Yeah. Um, I, love, I love building in WordPress. And, you know, it was kind of interesting. Like today, I got a, an inquiry on a project for a dairy farm. <laughs> and, and they're like, well, we have a WordPress site, but we really like this other one. So I look at it and... I'm like, wow, this is really dynamic for a dairy farm. Like this is like the most cutting edge premium dairy farm I've ever seen. And like their website is built in Squarespace. And I'm just like, well, of course it looks like that because all of the Squarespace templates have that premium kind of glossy feel to them. So anyway, I, I digress. That's so funny. That was really <laughs> yeah. funny. Cutting edge dairy farm. Right. Cutting edge dairy farm. I, I might have to figure out how to work that into like a recurring example in my classes. Right. Uh, so the power uh, of, you know, good, good marketing, good visuals, good message, like just the, the impression right. you got from that. Well, plus I get to ask people if they ever milked a cow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you ever do that? Yeah, it's pretty strange. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, um, so you're doing a wide variety of things. Um, what kind of things are, are you trying to learn now or what do you want to learn, uh, in, you know, within your occupation or even just, just the industry? So occupation wise, so I kind of have a list or not a list, but just goals for each occupation. You know, I'm surrounded. My whole company is just surrounded with, uh, professionals in, you know, hydraulics and fluid power. And Mm -hmm. I just felt, you know, I have four years into this company. I just felt so still to this day, just so like behind the eight ball that everyone just knows that this stuff works and this and that. And so it's a continuous learning on how, how those, you know, shovels, how the construction equipment, how it works, how companies build it. Like that is just a constant knowledge. Um, For marketing sake, I've really taken an interest into like UE user experience, just really solidifying that overall bigger picture. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you are doing what a lot of folks are doing and they're taking a deeper dive into user experience, uh, designing user interfaces, trying to understand the front end as much as possible. Cause as you know, that affects sales, right? You know, that generates leads. It helps determine what leads are hot or cold. Um, you do A/B testing, and that can give you a just incredibly different results just by changing one thing. Right, like a word yeah. or like the way you end. Like that is crazy to me. 
-hmm. Why did this yeah. tweet, why did this tweet, you know, reach 11,000 people and this one only reached <laughs> 43? Like, what did I do differently? Right, right. Um, and, you know, so people are taking a deeper dive into UX, UI, but they're also- That's what I meant. I have to stop you. I, I said UE, but I definitely meant UX. <laughs> you are incorrect. Actually, UX is probably, you know, grammatically incorrect, but, you know, whatever. Um, and then the, the other aspect is like social media advertising and, and things like that. That's actually a, a large portion of what I do now in my job is just making ads in, in Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And it's, it's always kind of cool to see those show up on your social media. Do you guys do any, any social media advertising? Not advertising as of now. Um, I know we've talked, so we were having a, not a, bit of a problem but we have a facility down in Cumberland Maryland and this is the mm -hmm. only time that we've talked about paying for advertising just trying to get somebody hired like reaching out oh, wow. to people like manufacturing professionals down in that area but okay. other than that no we in my time here we haven't spent so on this I, I'm sorry to interrupt but this is oh. this is a, a great thing to talk about on um, right now so we're experiencing the coronavirus outbreak everything's shut down, the economy's hurting. Fortunately, you're in a good place with your company, they're mission critical to the greater infrastructure of the country, so on and so forth. But I have a lot of students that are gonna be leaving, they're gonna be graduating, and they're concerned about the types of jobs that they may or may not have available to them. You know, before we spoke, I, I was on a call with some students, and I said, so what do your job prospects look like? And uh, the one student said, well, I have a job lined up, but it was in events, so I think it might be gone now. Mm. Um, and then the other student's like, well, you know, I haven't gotten any, uh, I haven't really put myself out there to get any offers or to get hired. I just kind of like doing this one thing uh, with video-based work, and I just, I'm interested in starting a career in that. And I'm in marketing, so I've got a lot. I've got a long journey to get to that point. So he's like, I think I'll just keep doing this thing that I'm doing, and you know, uh, weather the storm, and when things cool down, you know, take a harder look at it. But um, I've been emphasizing the ability to get hired into the trades now, specifically. For marketing and design students, the, the trade industries absolutely need those people, right. folks like you. Right. So how, uh, how would, uh, how, what would you do, how would you recommend uh, some students that may be interested in, you know, uh, just making a living and having a job, but, you know, targeting the trades? How, how do you, what would you recommend they do to get, in, to break in, into the industries or the field? And to this day, I've, I, I'm going to start by saying I don't know if I have an answer to this one because <laughs> I, I feel so lucky that this opportunity came my way because uh, directly out of school, I marketed for a uh, credit union for three right. and a half, four years directly after school. Was that down on the north side? Where were they? No, their location was Moon Township. Oh, they're in Moon. Okay. Yeah. We, I mean, there was a bunch of different branches, but the corporate headquarters was Moon Township. Okay. And I don't even know what, I can honestly joke about it, but my wife and I are big office fans. And I, you know, saw a posting for Schroeder Industries and it reminded me of like Schroot Farms or Dwight Schroeder. <laughs> right. so, honestly, I put my name in that hat and started learning what they did. And I don't know, you almost, you have to, I don't want to say flatter the company, but just really take an interest. 
if you find a company like hiring, you find it's a trade, you know, they got welders, they got engineers, they have like, you know, a big trade company, just start, start, I don't know, investing your life, not you know, your interest into what they do. Mm. Show that you're in it for the greater good. Show that you want to use your expertise to help them further themselves. Yeah. That's honestly what I did. So, I mean, you showed interest. You, you showed that you could or you did care about that world um, and you were open to it. And I think you were enthusiastic and, and, and that goes a long way. You know, how does, how does someone get interested in filtration? Right. I can't even tell you, but it is, uh, I, I can speak that I know my wife so many times cause it's just, it's exciting to me. <laughs> it's exciting that it's a company in Pittsburgh that manufactures these right in your facility. Like I just didn't think stuff like that existed still mm -hmm. right here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I can relate to that. I, I'm not sure that my wife actually really cares much about the things that I'm doing, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it's good that you're, you're interested and excited about it because that can be contagious. So like, you know, you could be at Schroeder for the rest of your career if you wanted to. And, you know, I, I could see it being a hard transition to, to develop such an interest in filtration and then be like, all right, well, you know, maybe I'm, I hit my ceiling here. Not that you would, but um, now I have to get really excited and learn about wood. Right. <laughs> or, you right. Know, uh, yeah. So, you know, how, how did you find your, your excitement for, for this company and what they do? Um, because I, a lot of designers and marketers, they're going to have to discover and build a passion for uh, the work that they're doing. Otherwise they're just not going to enjoy themselves. Right. And right? I could honestly now, I mean, just speaking to you, if you know, during interviews, I can say my strength is that whatever I put, not put my mind to, but put myself towards, like I'm just a natural passionate person. Mm -hmm. And once you, you kind of get that taste that you are making a difference, you are making a change. It's, it's contagious and you want to just keep learning more about it. Mm hmm. And I, I agree with that. And I can relate to that because that one time you talked to me about uh, milking cows. I mean, you were very, very excited. Right. <laughs> right. I don't know if that's just, I hope that's something that's a trait that somebody can adapt. I hope it's not just <laughs> singular to me, but like what you talk about to me, I, I will show the most interest and in yeah. that's how I am. Well, you know, it, it goes a long way. It, it really does. Um, and so Outside of what you're doing with Schroeder, like, do you need do, do are you doing any freelance work on the side or how do you sharpen your, your design knives, so to speak, uh, when you're outside of your day job? Right. So I kind of put a halt to it now, but during college and I mean, as of recent, I've been doing a, uh, like a side music project. Oh, okay. I grew, it's not anything impressive, but like my Twitter account for my music page has grown pretty good. Um, you know, I do like the CD covers for that. I, you know, market and just, that's like, honestly how I test and like trial, mm -hmm. like, cause I really don't care. It's I'm behind like a logo, whatever you don't know is really me, but I trial, you know, different, different aspects of it and see what works, see what doesn't work, see how I can right. relate that to a professional marketing career. So when, when you say music, are you a musician? Are you playing? And then that's your Twitter representation or... Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, 
used to be in bands all throughout high school and then discovered uh, GarageBand on Mac and just started perfecting that. Nice. Okay. Over, yeah, over 12 years of that now. Wow. Okay. Um, so what, what instruments did you play? Percussion at heart. And then with that, because I did percussion all throughout like high school and middle school, uh, yeah. you learned kind of the notes on like the marimba. So then that transferred to piano for me. Oh, interesting. Okay. But um, bass guitar is my favorite. I, I, I can make people think I can play bass, but I just cannot understand guitar and bass. And yeah. I need well, to hit something. <laughs> don't you have, don't you have to have like skinny fingers for guitar or? I, something. I don't yeah. know. Like you watch these guys and they just like switch their hand. And I'm like, I can't do that. Yeah. I'm going to stay yeah. on the same string the whole time. And that's, that's where I'm rocking. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I tried to play guitar once and it was a good look for me, but I couldn't play for shit. <laughs> uh, my brother, my brother's got the, the music genes and then I got the art genes. So uh, yeah, it's funny, but um, I've been practicing my, my flutophone. If you remember those, the plastic yeah. recorders. Right. Yeah. Cause I wanted to teach Amelia how to play it. So uh, occasionally maybe once a week, I'll walk through the house and play the star Wars theme on my flutophone. <sighs> That's and it awesome. just pisses everybody off because <laughs> it's the same part of the song repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. I'll have to see if my mom still has my recorder. You know, they're super cheap. They're less than 10 bucks. Uh, so, you know, you can have some fun with it. But, um, okay. So, anyway, uh, you've got a great career for yourself at Schroeder. You're doing good work. What recommendations would you have for, you know, uh, outside of, of, of people being interested and excited and engaged with, you know, what their prospective or current employer does, what, what would you recommend for, for students getting ready to graduate and enter the field that may have some difficulty finding a job? What do you think? Just, you know, the biggest thing I can say is just like, I always hear people say like, keep your head down low. Um, just, I don't know like your your moment to shine I think is going to come like at a natural point like everything for me right now has come not like it never felt forced it was always like positioning yourself right okay now I'm going to make this move and now you're kind of like floating waiting a little bit and then making that move like you know everybody wants to get out and change the world but mm -hmm. learn what people are doing get that knowledge prove yourself and then you'll be able to take it and people will trust you they'll trust your decision your your I don't know your vision. I should. Yeah. Say. Okay. Cool. Just keep your head down low. And you'll you'll change the world, but it might take ten years. Right. Right. And you know, uh, keep your head down, stay dedicated, stay positive. Um, and you know, even if the economy gets better overnight, you know, there's going to be more opportunities there. Um, just you know, just keep applying for jobs. How many jobs did you apply for? Huh. I was going to say between, yeah, I, did, I lost count. It'd be like, <laughs> I don't know, I felt 30 a week and you'd be lucky if you got a call. Yeah. But then that teaches you a lot about marketing. You send an email to 10,000 people. If 10 people open the email, that's, I'm not going to say that's normal, but mm -hmm. that's not a bad campaign. One person bought your product. Hey, you, you met your goal. Right. So uh, this is a great point. So uh, I'm relatively new to Pitt and um, I... I've got a really huge background, professional background, a lot of, and I'm not like trying to toot my own horn here, but just trying to prove a point. 
So I've got all of these accolades and awards and grants and high level projects and clients and everything. And uh, when I applied for the job that I have now, um, I, I wrote out my cover letter and it was, it was like two pages. Like I had so much to say. And then um, I didn't really get, I, I sent it to a few people and they're just like, yeah, it looks great. looks good. So then I sent it to an actual, like a, a different completely set of people, strangers actually, and said, can you just read this and tell me what you think? And they're like, yeah, this is terrible. And I'm like, whoa, really? Okay, please. This is good feedback. Tell me why. And they're like, well, it's obvious you've got this really great background and you're very qualified, blah, 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 but I don't want to read it. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to read it. Like you're writing this as if you're a faculty member and you're applying for a staff job. It's not compatible. So I basically stripped it all out and rewrote it and it was one page and I really felt like it did not represent me at all. Yeah. But then I sent it back to them and they're like, do you mind if I share this with my boss yeah. to see if we can bring you in? I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do that thing at that place, but thank you. So, right. uh, so even like in the fine details uh, and how you're marketing yourself, that makes a huge difference. Right. Um, but to your point, like, you know, I had to send out a, a variety of different uh, resumes and cover letters and I didn't hear anything from anyone. Uh, except that there were, there were three actually. I think maybe I applied to nine jobs. I heard back from three, got one, and then the two that uh, reached out to me, one said, we really like you, but you're overqualified. We would love to hire you, but you're gonna be bored here and you're just gonna leave. Um, and you're then, so which was very flattering. And right. I'm, just like, I'm like, well, give me a reason to stay. Right. <laughs> you know, right. like uh, I'm not actually asking for like a, 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 a huge salary upgrade based on what I have. I just don't want to drive to Youngstown anymore. Right. Um, and then it was the same thing with, with the other one. They're like, yeah, you know, we know all about you, but like, you're just going to leave. So, um, so, you know, there's, there's different ways to look at that sort of uh, interaction, but right as it relates to the, those 30 that you applied to, or, uh, like just 30 be, a, yeah, 30 a week, 30 like, a week, just be dogged and determined to, to try make something different. Happen. Like if you're, you know, I, I wish I would have known this when I was job searching, but like, try something different. If you're doing the same cover letter, the same resume every time and not getting any results, like switch it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And not only that, but like you, you, you never know who's actually reading them if they're reading them at all. Right. I mean, it, it's so it's so interesting how hiring works, you know, like, uh, so for example, if with my company plus public, if I had a job open and I saw so, uh, someone that applied that had a background from PTC, I'd be like, no, okay, I'd consider them because I have that familiarity with that, right. with that, with that university. But if it said Robert Morris, it'd be like, well, eh, I don't know, whatever, right. maybe not. Right. Yeah. So it could just be like the title on your degree um, that it could come down to. So you just know that they, they've had that, I don't know, concrete, more, I don't want to diss Robert Morris, but more concrete training, more hands-on, more. Maybe. 
Yeah. And I mean, Robert Boris was just uh, an example. It could be any, I mean, there could be people out there be like university of Pittsburgh, you know, whatever. Um, So, uh, so like with the team that you have, did you build that team? Did you hire those folks? I did. So it is just one other uh, individual that reported me, but yes, I did. And to your point, yeah, because I, you know, I interviewed, I wanted to venture out. I didn't want to be so, you know, favorative towards PTC and PTI. Sure. But I just wasn't seeing the talent. I wasn't seeing, you know, the wow factor, the, I think you're actually going to take a a load off my, you know, my day. Like I didn't Mm -hmm. see that. And then I started hiring within or interviewing within PTC and it's like, this is what I was looking for. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, in that respect, I'm, I'm glad to hear that because, um, it's, it's folks like you that I think look at the bigger picture, um, as opposed to just having a very finite view of things. So like I came from that tech school background, I know how hard those people work and that's why I'm considerate to them. But there are so many people that are like, just as an associate degree, like what's he going to do? It's like, you'd be surprised. You know, uh, I think the, the biggest difference here is like with, with design, it's perceived that with a bachelor's degree, you maybe have more conceptual development right. versus, and, and I, actually I think that there's some accuracy to this. So with a bachelor's degree, you may have more conceptual development, but you're lighter on the technical development, right? right. And then at a tech school, you have more technical development and then less conceptual. So I have that technical and then also the conceptual. So that balanced out well for me. I don't think that's the case every time. You're an exception to that rule. Uh, Otherwise you wouldn't be where you're at in your career. And even then for both parties, I do think it's an unfair stereotype, but that's nevertheless the one that is permeating throughout, you know, the world. So thank you for, for hiring from that contingent of people. They are just as deserving and just as talented uh, as, as anyone else. Right. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. So um, we're ending our time together. Any parting thoughts you want to share with the, the, the soon to be graduate designers and, and marketing folks? Yeah. So I was thinking about that, you know, in addition to hang, keeping your head down low, that uh, kind of speaks to, the jobs, like whatever you apply to, if it sounds fun, apply to it. If it's not what you had in mind, still go for it because experience is everything. Absolutely. So Tim, if someone's interested in learning more about you or getting into the filtration industry um, or uh, learning more about just what you do in general and how they can get involved, how can they find you? How can they reach out to you? Yeah, so uh, I've really put some uh, investment into my personal LinkedIn page. So Timothy Rodman, Fine Middle, say Marketing Supervisor Schroeder. I also have a Twitter account. It's Tim Allen Marketing. And also find Schroeder Industries on every social channel you can think of. We have fun cartoons and educational videos out on YouTube. Uh, LinkedIn's great. Cool. Type Schroeder, type Tim, you'll find one of us. All right, sounds good. Well, uh thanks tim for for your time and uh hopefully we'll check in with you soon yeah sounds good rj take care all right